and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode one freaking hundred. Today, to celebrate our 100th episode, I thought it'd be fun to have Brad on. He hasn't been on in like forever. And I had posted all over social media to send in your questions that you have for me and or Brad, and we will answer them on this episode. And honestly, I thought we had like 20 minutes of content and it ended up being over an hour. So um, you might want to like sit back, go grab a cup of coffee or a pop or something because you're gonna need to like sit down for this one because we go into all kinds of subjects we talk about crystals and um witchcraft we talk about what it's like to be married to a witch we even talk about beans and poop and like naked sundays that kind of stuff so go ahead and Pause this really quick, go get some snacks, something to drink, sit down, buckle up, because this got weird. (laughs) Okay, we're going to start out with the coven questions. Hello. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to start from the bottom. Um, Did you ever second guess yourself due to previous religious upbringing? That was for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you the same question, though. So, for me, I don't think I really ever second guessed it, because I... Never fully um, embraced Christianity or any of the Abrahamic religions. I kind of felt like an outsider from day one. So it's not something, my path isn't something that I second guessed. I do second guess my own abilities sometimes. And that's when, of course, spells will flop. And (laughs) I don't get done what I need to be done or need to get accomplished during spell work um, when I have those mental blocks. But I think that's normal for just about everybody in any profession you're going to doubt yourself at some point or another so let's just how how did you grow up what was your religious upbringing mine was uh straight up catholic um we uh did all the catholic things catechism all that stuff and i just always i don't know i always just felt uncomfortable there right I mean, it was neat to learn about certain things, but it was, I don't know, it was more like they're trying to make me believe the same thing. I just, I don't know, I always felt uncomfortable. Yeah. It was weird. And that's kind of how I've, <laughs> I always felt like it was, if I didn't, I ended up feeling bad during, especially Bible school, because, like, my peers, the people in my class, like, my classmates, we had small classes, by the way, guys, like, I think I had, by the time... I want to say, like, grade school, we had 10 kids in class, and that's about it. So everybody went to Bible school at that Baptist church, and I could, like, everybody was learning the Bible verses and really getting into it, and I never really, it never clicked for me. So I always felt like, you know, the weird kid in the corner that didn't really get it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's like high school, you know, with youth group and all that stuff. I went to that for a little while just because my friends went. And then after that, I was, I was there a couple times. And I'm like, man, this is not where I want to be. So right. I, I just quit going. For me, that reminds me. So in high school, we had youth group, a Baptist. It was uh, supposed to be non-denominational, but the guy was a deacon at the church, at the um, Baptist church. So it's whatever. But when I remember going, I was probably a freshman-ish. Freshman or sophomore, I can't remember for sure. But at this point, I was already pretty interested in anything besides Christianity. I remember, like, he had this trailer house that we all, that's where he lived. And we all went to his house afterwards. And one night, or one afternoon after sports practice, we had youth group. And he was like, I want to talk to you guys about something super serious. And I'm like, we're all like, oh, God, like, who got in trouble? That's the first thing we thought. He turned out the lights. So it's kind of like wintertime and it's dark. (laughs) So he turned out the lights and had, like, flashlight lit. And he started talking about how there's a constant war between demons and angels on another dimension that we can't see. And that this was all happening while we're going about our lives. And we should thank, you know, God and the angels for keeping us safe from the demons. And I remember thinking to myself, 
I want to learn more about that stuff. And everybody else was like, what the fuck? Like, this was, like, they were scared and, like, I don't want to be here anymore. And I remember, I'm like, I'm not coming back to this thing again because it was just a little weird. But I'm going to go get me some gargoyles and put them on my steps now. <laughs> exactly. I was like, that was, like, my first um, real interest in, like, the occult. Like, I had thought about different paths. I knew about Wicca, and that's the extent of a path that I knew about. But I didn't know there was all this other stuff. But I remember thinking, ooh, that intrigues me. That was like, to me, it was like a little breadcrumb from spirit going, hey, this is interesting to you. You should follow it. And um, I remember looking up demons or trying to look up demons and stuff like that. And the local library, which is also just ran by very religious people so it's not like you could find a bunch of that stuff but I remember going and sneaking the books and hiding in the back and trying to read about and most of them were biblical book like or Christian books about you know good and evil but for me that's where it started so thank you Luke youth group <laughs> yeah we didn't have Netflix back then so you can just run home and put charmed on and watch it for days <laughs> no like I do now right <laughs> So, so yeah, so youth group technically brought me to the occult. All right, cool. Question one, done. Well, done, done. You ready for the next 50? Yeah. Okay, so there is a question on um, Instagram. Hang on. Because there's one on Instagram that kind of goes along with one on in the coven. So it says for you, Brad, have you ever performed a spell or ritual with your wifey? No, I have not. Okay. The second part of this is, have you ever wanted to? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just, uh, <sighs> it's her thing. It's not my thing. It's her mm -hmm. thing. Um, if she asked me to, I'm depending on the day, I may be like, all right, I'll check it out. But I'm not going to promise I won't feel as weird as I did in catechism. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's part of the reason I don't, like, like, to me, it's like it's an unsaid thing. Like, this is an open door. If you wanted to learn about this and do this with me, I would be like, yay, this will be fun. But... I I don't know if I would though. Like yeah. I watch the emotional roller coaster, and I'm like, <laughs> I like to just be like straight emotional. Oblivious. Two by four. <laughs> He's talking about like me going through spiritual awakenings train, and all of the BS that happens when you become open to this stuff, become open to your spirituality and guides and all this stuff. Like it is a crazy roller coaster of crap sometimes yeah it's a it's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah but i do have to say he does support me really nicely even if it's like throwing a, a, a candy bar at me and sticking like a dr pepper next to me while i'm you know wallowing on the couch <laughs> yep that's because i need one too and i don't want to get <laughs> my ass kicked for not <laughs> That's not true. I, I really want a candy bar now. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Sorry. <laughs> okay, next question. Okay, what spell, act, premonition, etc. made Brad realize that you were the real deal? Oh, is that uh, one of them, one of the metaphysical shows? Um, there was a girl who'd come in, really wanted... They'd walked by a few times, and she really wanted to get a reading. And her mother was kind of like, well, that's just ridiculous. It's just a joke. <laughs> kind of oh, acting, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah. so anyway, her mom went the other way. So she comes back and goes in and gets a reading. And it was, I was, it was wasn't emotional. there, but behind the curtain, you know, I was trying to, I don't know, sell things, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, you were but, in the front selling stuff. And my booth was like eight by ten so it's like you right. were like two feet away <laughs> yeah and i could just just overhearing i wasn't trying to listen in but then after a while i'm sure i was because i'm like wait a minute <laughs> and it was pretty cool because it was yeah it, the things that you were saying was just hitting this girl so hard and it was like spot on so i guess that was probably yeah. probably when it really was for real that's for when me I 
That's what I... Well, that's the only time you'd really seen it or seen me do my thing, as far as mediumship goes. Right, and I'd heard you talk about it. Right. If you're not... I don't know. Seeing, hearing is believing, I guess. Oh, yeah. And and that's what... Honestly, most of the people that I would get coming to my booth, um, especially the one in Cheyenne that Maddie went with me, that one, it was just... On non-believer after non-believer come through my door and it was like that the entire weekend it was crazy um but they were great experiences wasn't it fun to prove like 200 people wrong exactly <laughs> <laughs> take not, that suckers take that no it's giving them hope that's what to me it's like they come in and they're sad because they have a loved one that has passed away and they're like this isn't real it can't possibly be real but you know in the back of their mind they're like god damn i hope it is and then when you give them like evidential you know the evidential mediumship part of it where i give them uh proof of their loved one being present that's when they're like oh my gosh and to me that gives them hope well yeah and it also gives them a maybe a, another place to turn besides just going to church exactly and hoping that's where the hope is but i mean they, I think you, so they, too. they go somewhere else and they're like oh wait a minute yeah. We can actually do a little communicating well, they, type deal. You yeah, know? and it gives them the freedom to communicate themselves. I always tell them, like, if you're missing your loved one, just start talking out loud to them. You know, chances are they're going to hear you, and it's therapeutic for you. It feels good. I've talked to my beloved dead plenty of times. You know, I do that myself, not just – I don't just read for other people. I talk to my beloved dead when I'm by myself. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and I'd hope what they'd say would like mine would be like make me feel better, but they're probably just like stop being a pansy. Stop. <laughs> no. No. They're very. Simple. Oh my god, this is our DNA. <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> okay, let's do the next one. Uh, um, okay, we already did the curious one. Okay, did Brad believe in magic before he met you? If not, what was it that made, that you did to make him believe it was real? I was skeptical about street magic a little bit. What the hell is street magic? Well, like, Chris Angel and his cards. Okay, has nothing to do with street magic. She is asking about an actual spiritual practice, you turd. But I believe in Chris Angel now. Um, no so... one believes in Chris Angel. <laughs> See what I have to deal with? So anyway, yeah. Um, it was probably not too long ago. Yeah. With the... Uh, helping out a, f- a family member that was getting treated poorly by someone... And something with a jar and things put in it <laughs> kind of pushed karma along. It sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. That's the first time I've seen you look at me like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, shit. But, I mean, I'm not scared of you. <laughs> I can fix that. <laughs> so, so. But yeah, I was only thing I was worried about. I didn't know. I figured you knew because otherwise you wouldn't be doing it like the 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 reverse karma. <laughs> yeah, or the by. I guess I don't know how you'd say it. I guess I don't know, reverse the, karma or. You mean kickback? My, my jar, the bad. Yeah, the bad jar. yeah. Yeah, that that was a um, you reap what you sow type of spell and. That person reaped a lot of shit. Well, yeah, and I understand. So they got that. back a lot of shit. Basically, it's a re- it's a really nasty return to sender type of thing, done you know for someone else. So it's you petition. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, so that's where it's forgiven, basically. No, it's not oh. a forgiven thing because I don't believe in Christianity and I don't need to be forgiven. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. All that, right. That's right. Um, I don't need to be forgiven. Well, that's I, not what I meant. I wasn't like. Okay. So as you far can as, be forgiven in something that's not. Yes. You know what I mean. So you're thinking of religious. ill effects from spells. Right. So ill effects from doing a baneful magic can't. For me, I give a personal sacrifice of myself. I'm not going to say what it is because it's it's my special sauce. Anywho, I. That sounds horrible. <laughs> It's little children boiled in my cauldron. Anywho. <laughs> I have never seen this before. No. This is... <laughs> so, so... I take back that. 
the scared thing? Yeah. Okay. Thought so. <laughs> so, no, I, I, I know that there could be a negative effect for me. I accept whatever that may be. Um, for me, I get um, my energy. It's an energetic exchange, and I'm tired as shit for at least two or three days after Baneful Magic. Um, but within my spells, I always, I'm like a really... I'm like a, a, a witchcraft lawyer. <laughs> like, I always put things in my spell to make sure that it does not double back and whack me in the face. So, my spells are really carefully written out so that it's the least risk to, you know, whoever the person I'm doing this for and myself. Um, I don't want any crap coming back at, at them or me. We just want the target to experience the shit that they have pushed upon others. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. Okay. I think it, I think that should happen for everyone who has. Word. A, if you're a shit pusher, you should get it back faster than who knows from now. For real. <laughs> yes. It should be like tomorrow. Yes, exactly. It's learn fast, not take forever and never learn. No. Yep. Okay. Another one from the coven is has Brad's. Hang on. Has Brad started to develop any skills without meaning to just by being around you? Kind of like energy osmosis or inadvertently picking up on things that you do. Hmm. Um, I do know you're way more open now to things. Like the moon and the effects of eclipses and things. I know, I've well, I think now I just know what it is. That, yeah. I've, oh, I've felt like that forever. I just didn't really know what it was. Try like I feel like you are more intuitive about me in general. Like before I came out as a witch and you were really exposed to any of this, I feel and it's time and relationship helps too, but I feel like um now you have a little more of an edge and somehow you're connected more maybe psychically to me and like because you'll anticipate some of my <laughs> my needs or my worries and things like that and I can't help to think that some of your you know energy opening up to receiving intuitive hits like that probably I think so yeah well and there's been a couple times where like we look at each other like were you seriously just humming this song in yeah. your head or whatever <laughs> yep I'm like, yeah, son of a bitch. Yep, yeah, that happens a lot. Like, yeah, it does. I'll be in the other room, and he'll be thinking of a song in his head, and all of a sudden I'll start humming it, or vice versa. So I think that somehow we've developed a pretty good channel of intuition between each other. Somehow. I don't know how the hell that happens. Not as much as one would prefer. <laughs> because when we have conversations, like, I just wish that you were like, our daughter to where like we're hanging out and having a conversation i don't yeah. have to say every single word that i'm thinking okay and i'm like oh my god <laughs> and then i get in trouble yeah because i can't anticipate i don't know what you're talking about and you leave like names out <laughs> times out places out i'm like what the fuck are you talking about yeah. God, ugh. yeah, like, holy shit that <laughs> that is true and i don't i shouldn't say that i shouldn't be pissy about it but it's no so, you shouldn't like maddie <laughs> leaving i mean it was bad to begin with just having her go and the way it happened and everything but she like for those of you that haven't heard us talk about it maddie and i have a really strong connection to where we hear part of our sentences like i will hear her say that first part of the sentence and i'll just finish the rest of it or she'll look at me and go oh you want to go do that yep i do and we just it's one thing that to, way. It's one thing to finish someone's sentence. It's another thing to figure out what exactly they're talking about when the first I know. <laughs> parts of it are left out and I know. names. And I know. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm losing that battle. <laughs> okay, we had to take a little pit stop. We're back. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay, so next question comes from a, a, a DM. What is the best and worst thing about being married to a witch? Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> um, the worst thing is the emotional roller coaster. Okay. I think. And um, I think part just of the... And, you know, I mean, you got a lot of things going on. 
This is true. I don't know if it just has to do with a witch thing or just like having the whole podcast itself and then the, It's a lot. All yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think that's probably the the hardest part. And I think part of the emotional thing for me though is that I'm the empath part is for me managing um being an empath this year has been really really hard. Right. Um and you know, I felt like I was a pretty healed and well-managed empath until, you know, 2020 hit. So it has been an emotional fucking shit show. So I think that if <laughs> I've learned a lot about how to try to control the worst of that being, a, you know, being an empath, but I'm definitely not, I'm definitely not like completely healed and able to just function normally all the time. So, I know that's part of the emotional roller coaster that you're talking about. Right. And actually, I don't know. Maybe wanting to watch all the supernatural shows might be worse. <laughs> it's the worst. I love <laughs> I will watch anything I... if it's like paranormal, <laughs> spooky, occult. I know. Like, I want to know all the things. Honestly, I've never been into those like heavily. <laughs> I like them, but like 47 movies in a row. I know. It's a few too many. I did um, watch. It's not bad. It's just different for me, I guess. It'd be like me having to watch the Trailer Park Boys over and over and over and over and over. Understood. And over. <laughs> understood. <laughs> totally understood. Okay. We're on the same page. I'm not calling it out. I'm okay. not trying to be an ass about it. So, uh, what's the best part? The best part? I don't. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Like. Where that would, where I, I honestly don't know. You don't know? No. Um, maybe part of that is because I don't really tell you all the things I do around the house or to our lives <laughs> or for our, for yeah. us using what, I, I'm really quiet about it, honestly, guys. I don't, like, let him know, hey, today, you know, I felt like you had a blocked whatever, you know, and I did Reiki for you while you slept. I, I don't tell you those things because I don't feel like. You care to know <laughs> sometimes. And like clearing the house and energetically keeping it, you know, high vibe. That's something that I do that it's not like I tell yeah, you. Yeah, and that's appreciated. I mean, I know you do, I know you do that. You right. You put the things out to keep the things out. And, right. You know, whatever. And that's, that's awesome too. But I guess really, like you said, you don't tell me all the I things. Don't. So it's hard for me to be like, I don't know. The best part about... <laughs> Being married to a witch is the big pot and the brew and the... (laughs) My giant cauldron of children. (laughs) And the boat or the steering. Yes. If you can get me one of those to put outside, I would be so fucking happy. (laughs) I would. Oh, God, that'd be great. (laughs) Okay, so the next one is kind of the same, kind of along the same lines. What's the worst and the best of having your wife do a podcast? Um, let's start with the best since the worst oh, yeah, is so easy. Okay. <laughs> well, it's just like life. It's always easy to pick out the worst <laughs> things over the best things. I know. Um, the best things is, is like, I don't know. It's just, it's cool to, she has everyone out there listen and support and all that stuff. Um, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You have like, you fight, you got have your path. Yeah, I feel I, like this is my purpose. It's weird, like, podcasting, but... Yeah, because when you first started talking about this, you're like, oh, I don't know. And yeah. I mean, it took quite a while before you were like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Right, it did. And now that you have, it's it's pretty awesome. And, I mean, I, I love that it helps people that are, like, in your same situation... Yeah. ...be themselves. Right. They can go be themselves. Yep. Which is great. Cool. So what's the worst part? The time-consuming. <laughs> People don't think that this is so... I don't think that a lot of people realize how much goes into... No. ...doing a podcast and really going all in with it either. Oh, yeah. And literally, also, at at nighttime, when I get home from work, we sit down. We just, like... Might sit down and, like, hang out and connect after the end of the day. Like, we watch TV and we talk to each other. Yeah. A lot of the time, 
she doesn't have the time to put her phone down because of all of the social media things going on that involve the podcast yeah and the people that are involved in the coven and everywhere else right which is totally fine because they i mean people look up to you and want your help but for personal life i'm like oh man can we just have some time to just be us for a little bit instead of it feels like there's three of us in a relationship it's you me and the podcast (laughs) and the dogs the dogs are above me too (laughs) <laughs> and honestly, we've talked, like, Bob and I, my therapist name's Bob, um, we've talked about that before, like, me putting up better, like, working hours. Like, I'm not going to answer podcast stuff past, like, what, five, six o'clock or whatever it is. And it's something that I do need to do because I know that would probably help my energetic level, too, because mm-hmm. I could actually, you know, check out. <laughs> like, just, you know, I don't have to, I wouldn't have to be on all the time. I could actually, like mentally check out for a little bit which would be great yeah and i'm not saying anything bad about like you know people in the coven or whatever right. getting no, hold of you but give me a little time people <laughs> would you come on we can, oh, <laughs> sharing is caring damn <laughs> the next question was directed to both of us are you still having issues with the town i'll let you go first um for her probably for me i just i put it out of out of mind i don't really i don't know i don't get into it that deep people drive me crazy i just soon not live in town yeah because i don't want to be around you know a bunch of shit but i was used to not being in town my whole entire life so it's kind of a it's weird a little different deal but for me i don't feel like we've had as many problems there's always the why the hell are people doing that kind of thing? Yeah. But for me, I just whatever. I go, I go get something to eat at the Hamaco <laughs> in the morning and right. go to work and come home and I'm out of that whole thing. I think so. That's I don't have, That's kind of how I feel. I don't feel like the it's it's easier existing here um, without Maddie being connected being, to the high school. Yes. Having Maddie in the high school was what made it the worst because she was getting the brunt of all of the prejudice around here and the bullshit and the patriarchal And it wasn't her fault that she'd bring that shit home. She would. And I wanted her to, though, because I wanted her to, like, let me know what's going on. And it was just a constant battle because she is like me. She's like, I don't think this is right, so I'm going to fucking say something. So both of us are you know we're the boat rockers or whatever and that's like um i don't know all of you that are midwest will totally get this like the midwest motto is don't rock the boat for real yeah and if and i think with good reason they say that is because if you do they'll kill the entire boat (laughs) 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 won't string you up in a tree (laughs) no but Uh, that's what they'll destroy your peace Oh yeah, they'll all, they all I mean they all feel like you're just literally on purpose attacking them individually. Like when it, you're not, you're attacking an action. Yeah, well they they're don't get they're that the, the Midwest, like we are born and bred to gaslight. Oh yeah. Like gaslighting is like a normal thing around here. Like um and that's what would irritate the shit out of me is that you would go and say, Hey, this, this and this happened this is who did it. Can you please help me rectify this? And they're like, no, it didn't happen. Like, are you shitting me? We have texts, we have video, and it didn't matter. They always would just say, no, that's not That's not actually what's happening. And that was what was frustrating. But as of right now... There's only very few of us in Pleasantville that have turned to color yet. <laughs> the rest are in black and white. Oh, for sure. We're in the gray area. <laughs> yeah. They're still in the black and white. This is true. Yeah, I... Lately, it's been fine. I don't go... You know what? The best thing about COVID has been that I have learned to exist in this town without interacting with anyone. And to me, that's that's been the key is just not, not engaging um, unless they actively go, you know, just... <laughs> 
that was Pablo. He touched his ear. I touched his ear. He flipped <laughs> God. out. God. It's okay, boy. <clears throat> You're fine. <laughs> so, yes. that's. I think that just not engaging has been the best thing, you know, course. If somebody were to harass me or start it, you damn skippy, I will say something. But as of right now, I just ignore it. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's easy to ignore shit. Yeah, and then I'm not being yeah, and I'm not being like I'm not turning the other cheek, ever. No. But um, the harassment has pretty much just gone away. I'm sure people shit talk, but they're no longer like breaking into our backyard or doing shit or driving around the house and honking and you know that stuff has stopped for them you know that I know of. Yeah. So that has been the blessing that is COVID. <laughs> The, kid, the kids had to stay the fuck home. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Next question. Somebody asked, how is Maddie? Um, she's fine. She uh, has realized a lot of what happened earlier when she left the house in the crappy way that, that she did. I think she realized how bad that was and that she was brainwashed by that family. And she has kind of admitted some things, you know, and tried to make make amends in her way, I guess. She did the one day. Yeah. She did for sure. Yeah. She's like, I know, I, I totally uh, I fucked up. Yeah. And I was in a spot where it wasn't good. No. And, and like, now she, she calls me on her lunch hour most of the time. And, you know, we talk two or three times a day. And, you know, everything is, for the most part you know, back to normal as far as, like, family interactions and whatnot. So, but she's doing well. She has a job. She's getting her own apartment soon. So things are looking much, much better. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm thankful for that. As long as we can keep her. Keep her in line. On that path. (laughs) She is a lot like me when I was young, and all new experiences seem like a really great idea. And a big deal. Yes. So. I'm too humble. It drives me insane. Yeah, she, well, she's from a different generation than we are. Like, <laughs> no, she is. I but I mean, she's a different, a different kind of person as I well. could win the lottery and be like, what's up? Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I would have one million ponies. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have one million dollars. <laughs> Actually, if you had one million ponies, I would have zero million we dollars. Have, we have zero dollars. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's why I'm not telling you. I know. Like, I don't think I'd ever know. If the I only... ever win, it's going to be uh, Mama Don't Know Money. Uh... <laughs> you know what I should start doing, guys? Uh... I should just start putting, like, put a jar on my shelf with his name on it. Just an empty jar with his name on it. I will throw it. that jar out <laughs> in the street. And just like, hey, just so you know, I'm locked. And lo- I could load. <laughs> that is exactly the time I start acting like Schmidt. <laughs> oh, new girl. I love the new... Oh, we just finished Sorry. it again. And I miss it already. I love Jessica Day. <laughs> because your weirdness peaks at the same point. It kind of does. Yes. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> okay, next question. Does Brad believe in the energy of crystals? Yes, I do. Uh, at, you know, like when we first started, you started introducing that stuff to me, it was kind of hard to tell until, like, like on the smaller pieces. Yeah. Um, when we went to the Denver Gym show for the first time. And got to them big oh, gigantic yeah. quartz and stuff like that. Yeah. And the tingle, it was it crazy. It was crazy. It, the amount of energy coming off that shit at the gym show is absolutely insane. Yeah. I'm, I missed being able to go there this year. Fucking COVID. Goddamn COVID! <laughs> like, it has its ups and downs. It does. It's definitely, yeah. Um, I missed it. Yeah, I don't know. There was that. And then I guess maybe before that there was some of the... Oh, my spheres. Your first sphere. Yeah, that was probably when I actually really noticed it. Am I, was that before the gym show? I think you got it at the gym show. Was it? Was it? No, it was South Dakota. That's right. We you got, got it up a, in Hill City. Yeah, you got yeah. a big, it's huge. It's a orange calcite sphere. Yeah. And it is beautiful. Because I had that one, and then I can't remember the other one you got for me. It was smaller. 
Oh, yeah. But it was weird. If you held one in one hand and the other in the other hand, I'd do it at night. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this was a pinched nerve. <laughs> but. <laughs> but. But one hand and arm would tingle, and then you could swap, and it would do mm-hmm. the same with the other arm. Yeah. It was It was like a current cool. or something. Yeah, some that kind was of happen- current. It was, was awesome. Was it the jade one I got you? I can't I think it was. I think it, I think it, it was been. the jade and the. And the, the and calcite. The calcite, yeah. Yeah. I love that calcite is beautiful, by the way. But sitting in that, the big gym show is insane. If you ever get a chance to go, go. Go, yes. Once COVID is over, find a way to get to one. And go ahead and eat the frigging grasshopper tacos. Danae's still with us. (laughs) They were delicious. It looked disgusting. It was delicious. I bought it for you without you knowing, but it looked I did. Uh, cool, because I said I would eat, if I ever had the chance to eat bugs, I would eat bugs. Yep. And I did. So this guy held her to it. Like, go get us some food. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll go to the taco truck thing. I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, does it really actually have grasshoppers in it? I was like, yeah, they're legit. And I'm like, I want those, because somebody told me they would eat this shit. <laughs> and, I did, and it was good. Like, I think there were two of the little street tacos in there, and I ate it. It was it was good. Yeah. He offered it to me, and I'm like, no. Um, they Mostly because I didn't want a leg stuck between my teeth. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> notice that. The thing I did notice is, like, they were covered in enough, like, taco seasoning and lime. I'm sure they were marinated. That Yeah. They were marinated enough to where it tasted really good. The aftertaste was, like, um, garbanzo beans. What's a gambar? Garbanzo beans. <laughs> those are those little white ones that kind of taste dry. Like, I don't really like them hmm. in anything, but there's a couple salads that my mom just had to put garbanzo beans in. And honestly, I think it's because she called, liked saying garbanzo beans. And honestly, I hope that's how you say it because that's just how she said it. So it might not even be garbanzo oh, beans. Oh, that shit would be funny. It could be something like different. If somebody gets on the thing. Right? Like, hey, dumbass. Like, hey, dumbass. Not... Yeah, that's not what it is. So if you know. Garbanzo beans. If garbanzo beans are like real <laughs> or if I'm just, my mom made up some shit, let me know. <laughs> yeah. They could be just, back on that. Yeah, it could be like they're just fucking white beans. I don't know. They look. <laughs> no they look like um they look like a little tiny like round they look like a turd that got pinched off like you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like it looks like a little round thing with like a tip on the top like you know what i mean i think you may have just lost (laughs) listeners (laughs) I'm pretty sure they're like, we went from witchy woman podcast to poop beans. <laughs> to poop beans. White poop beans. That would be interesting. Anyway. And no, we are not high. No, I'm, no. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yeah, if you know if those are real beans, please let me know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> be like, okay, that's the thing that makes me call my mom finally. Yeah. God damn it, Mom. What? Those are white beans, dumbass. They're not garbanzo beans. I haven't talked to you in like 15 years. Right? Garbanzo my ass. I just hang up. It's just a bean. Garbanzo beans are white beans. Click. <laughs> I shouldn't even be laughing about I this because it's really terrible. But it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Oh, God. (laughs) And what language would garbanzo come from? I don't know. She just said they were like, like, what is... Is that, like, Icelandic or what? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't... Honestly, I don't know. Garbanzo. I'm going to check my cabinet and see if I have any for some reason. I will Holy take a, if I have them, I will take a picture and I'll put it in the group. I'm like, here, I, they're real. Is there an organ they didn't tell us about in health class? Maybe. Like, you have a kidney bean. Looks like a kidney. <laughs> I don't know what my garbanzo looks like. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds dirty. That <laughs> sounds dirty. Oh my god. <laughs> To go back to health class. Apparently, my car bitch to Mr. Like Boots. <laughs> Maybe that's what poop is supposed to be. That's your garbanzo. <laughs> I don't know. It's called a shit bean. 
It's a shit bean. A white turd bean. A white shit bean. <laughs> Gross. Ooh. We went way off track there. Rabbit hole. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, uh. so I have no more questions, I think. Let me check Instagram one more time. Somebody's okay. going to be like, if we cut this off and like have one question <laughs> left, they're going to be like, you guys talked about garbanzo beans for like 10 minutes and didn't even answer my goddamn question. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Click on the podcast. Exactly. Oh my god, that was really good. Oh. Okay, so here is a really long one. That's... Thank God. Yes. <laughs> Thank God you looked. Actually, there's a few. So what is what is Brad's funniest reaction to something witchy that I do? Huh. Oh, it had to be the. It's a couple things. So you walked on. He walked in on the ha- on me when I was gonna go pee in a jar. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> he just goes, "Nope, that's happening in my house," and you left. You just walked out the fucking door. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's like, bye. <laughs> oh, I didn't want anything extracted from me. I didn't <laughs> Give me your hair. Yeah, right. <laughs> fuck. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I've done. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Um. Oh, when you found out that I used to go outside and dance naked in the moon. Oh, yeah. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, that was weird. I used to just get up in the middle of the night after he fell asleep and go dance outside and hang out, light candles, do my witchy thing. And I was like, that's something like married people should share with each other. Like, if I was going outside dancing around (laughs) naked, she finds out. Do you think she'd be like, oh, well, that's cool. I understand. That's how I was supposed to be, though. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, one, it's weird. And some of that was before I really came out to you as a witch. So, at first, it was like, well, he can't know that I'm wackadoo. So, I didn't tell you because of the wackadoo thing. And then after I told you, I'm like, maybe that's a little much. I just didn't want to, like, tell you all the things all at once. I was like, oh, hey, cool, we're married. Now you can see how weird I am. Exactly. So I wanted to like break you into the weirds gently. Yeah. So so yeah, and I don't get to do naked dancing anymore outside because of you know we live in Thankfully. town. <laughs> it's fun if you've never gone outside. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying there'd be a lot of people driving by. Oh, there'd be. I I think it's called indecent exposure. I don't think on your own property. Dude, I can get naked out here and they can't say a thing. They can sit on the street and record your house and they can't get in trouble. Why the hell can you get naked on your own property? It's not public. You're not in public. You're not in public. This is making my mind go, the cogs are turning. I'm an idiot. (laughs) Not that I want to like be naked in front of everybody because that would make me really self-conscious. But the fact that I can't get in trouble for it is a plus in that side, at least. We're going streaking in my yard. The gymnasium. <laughs> Just saying. So, but no, that I'm saying, yeah, I mean, like legally, if you can't, if you can sit on public friggin' property and record someone's front door, which our courthouse does, because we live right across. Yeah, from that, by the way, which is nice built-in security. That's really nice. Yes, part. it is nice. But I don't know why, like, mm-hmm. you couldn't. I mean, honestly, I don't get it. Or you hmm. could be naked on your own property. Like, hey, you need to go put clothes on. You know what? Eat shit. I own this place. You know what? We could start Naked Sundays and just sit in those little lawn chairs that are right there on the steps in front of the courthouse. You know, across our, our little patio thing down there. Right. Naked Sundays. We both just sit in those and stare at the courthouse. How about not in the winter? No, not in the winter. But eventually they'd stop, probably stop recording, recording our house. Just let your giblets out. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's a turkey? <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Our bits and pieces. And just let my garbanzo beans <laughs> fall out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Uh, no. Yes, Naked Sundays. It's official. Here, here. Yeah. I have not signed anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'd be funny. Okay, wait. There was a really long one, so hang on. Okay. 
she said, first says, sorry, this is long and maybe too personal. Hey, it's not too personal. We talk about poop. Um, (laughs) I know you struggle with mental health issues, but so do I. I have fibromyalgia, depression, anxiety. Okay. Those are just, how do you, Danae, not give up on your crafts and beliefs? I've struggled for so long with my faith because of all of the issues. Do you ever have those moments and how do you process them? There are times when I don't feel like I get into a depressive slump and I don't have the energy to practice. I don't have the energy to charge my can or charge my crystals under the full moon. I don't have any energy to go to my healing altar and and pray for everybody. There's definitely those moments, especially when, I don't know why the universe loves to do this, but I'm sure there's a biological reason, but I will have like my period, a uh, lupus flare up and a depressive slump, like all at the same time. And those are not fun periods for either one of us. Cause I know me being that way is hard for you. Um, but those are the days that I just give myself time to not practice. It doesn't mean that I lost belief in what I do. It just means I don't have the energy to do it. And for a long time I would just push through it and make myself do it. But then none of my rituals, like I would do like a full moon ritual or for me, I love doing dark moon stuff. So I would go to do things on the dark moon and I would just be going through the motions. And then after I was done, I'm like, that meant nothing to me. And it should. So it started to kind of take away from the meaning in my practice. So now, um, this year especially has taught me if I don't feel like it, I just don't do it. And that's what's great about this path is that we don't have to. There's no like... There's no doctrine that says, if you don't do this, this, and this, and you don't say these prayers, you know, in this order on these days, then um, you're going to go to hell. Like, we don't have that. That's a different book. It's a different book. Totally different. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about that. And, and And it probably took me up until this year to really embrace all of that and just give myself the time to heal. So I would suggest that for you. <clears throat> for me, it doing the things when I did not feel good made me, made me, um, how do I word it? Value rituals less. Because after I was done, they didn't mean anything. I was just so fucking tired and I was just wanting to get through it. So this year I have skipped probably the most, <laughs> you know, events in my spiritual beliefs so I've skipped entire you know sabbats are huge for me and I've skipped sabbat celebrations and not done anything I've like made a mental note as I fall asleep that you know I'm thankful for for this time of the year and that's all I did (laughs) well and there was like was it last year or something last year when uh you was kind of doing that you was tired you was pushing through everything yeah and there was a point where you were like I'm just going to quit the podcast and the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I I'm just going to be done. I, I did. can't do this anymore. I was going to like quit everything. And you want to talk about, like, someone push. Yeah. I pushed you pretty hard. Yeah, you did. Not like... No, but you helped do it, me. Do it, do it, do it. I'm like, you, you're going to regret that forever. Yeah. Last year, when... Was it when the stuff happened with Dad? Yeah, it might have been. It was in that area. <clears throat> it was. It, it seemed was, it lasted for like in the, in the shop and all that stuff. It was, it was a really kinda... bad year. <laughs> um, yeah. But I remember that. I remember because I didn't understand why. This is what I feel sometimes. I fall back on that old Abrahamic doctrine type thing with Christianity. Is I want to know why the fuck this is happening to me. Like, why, you know, at that time, I remember I'm like, why does my dad have to be this way? Why does, why does all this stuff have to be happening to me? And I'm like, I'm just, none of my thoughts at the time, because I was very, like, very depressed. Like, close to wanting to, like, do something bad to myself, depressed. And I remember thinking to myself, all the things I'm doing don't matter. If all the things, like, if this stuff still happens in my life. Like, I do all the things, and then it doesn't matter, because bad shit still happens and I wanted to know why and I feel like that is my that is to me religious baggage that's dogma that I have drug from my childhood and it comes out when I am in a traumatic situation 
And I had to finally, like, you pushed. You're like, you can't, you know, you're doing this. You're saying all this in the heat of the moment. You're sad. You're depressed. And bad things are happening. And you did. You calmed me down and let me just, I needed to vent. Mm -hmm. I hadn't, to anybody that, you know, I hadn't really just said all the raw things that I wanted to say. But I do remember just saying, I'm going to fucking quit everything. Yep. And, And I wanted to. Because, it made me sad. Yeah, like, I felt like. Yeah. Well, if you quit, then there you're you're you were searching for a purpose. I was. And like, if you quit, you're throwing your purpose away. Right. That's how I felt. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to do. I was like, I'm just done. I'm just gonna, you know, be a normal person here and not be thought of differently. And at that time, I was really bothered by the things that people were saying about me here. Um. But it was, hey man, it was a bad time. But I did learn from that. I learned that when that thought comes up in my head, I have to like say to myself, that is something you say, that is something that, you know, my childhood in the Baptist church would say. That's that's what that's coming from. And when I finally like pump the brakes and realize that's just baggage from um, the Abrahamic religion that I was taught as a child, that helps me. Because that's come out. I mean, it, I think we all go through those periods of time oh, yeah. where the things that we love, we're like, fuck it. It's not it's not helping me and it's, you know, I'm struggling. Fuck it. And it's normal. And at the time, I didn't think it was normal. I thought, I'm a spiritual person. I shouldn't be feeling this way. And if I'm feeling this way, then obviously I'm not worthy of what I'm doing. And so, therefore, I should quit. Yep. And it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was, I'm glad that... And then that's kind of what spurred that whole incident, that whole year is what spurred us or spurred me to want to go to counseling. Yeah. Because by December, I thought that was like in June. And by December, I still wasn't doing very well mentally. And I thought, I got to do something because my life is not getting any better. You know, my coping mechanisms were sucking. (laughs) And so... By telling my doctor, hey, I need help um, changing, that did change my life. And she told me, I remember January 6th this year was when I went and I told my doctor I needed help with depression and anxiety and they gave me a prescription and she said that if you can just go to counseling and think ahead four to six weeks because you will not recognize your life four to six weeks from now. Because that's how long um, the antidepressant took to takes to really kick into your body. And I remember, like, I literally have, a, I had my calendar, my planner, and I would look at each week and I would go to counseling. And then I remember my counselor, Bob, was like, okay, so we're at like the four, I think it was like at five or six weeks, actually. And he was like, so how are you feeling now? Let's like compare you to, to when you first started. And I remember like, that's the only time in therapy that I almost cried <laughs> because I was like looking back and thinking of how things are just in that amount of time, I was blown away. My coping skills are better. I, I don't feel like, I feel like when bad things happen, I'm still going to cry because that's who I am. I'm a very emotional, you know, I'm a shit show as far as that goes and that's okay. Um, but I don't like drag it around with me and, you know, carry it around like a safety blanket anymore. What do you think? No, you don't. Yeah. Uh, it, you're, you're a hell of a lot different than you was. Yes. Or not a lot different, but in a different place. Right? Yes, I'm in a yeah, completely sure. different place. Bad things, like the thing with Maddie this spring should have, if the old me, the old, the not on antidepressants and not going to therapy me, I don't know what I would have, how I would have handled that or what I would have done. It would have been zero fun. Yeah, it would not have been a good (laughs) thing. And that's like when I was, when it happened and I was talking to my therapist about it, that's something that he pointed out. He's like, okay, so what would you a year ago, how would have you handled this? And I'm like, honestly, I don't, I don't think it would have been a good thing. I think it would have been way worse than what happened when my dad kind of went off the reels at me yeah i think it would have been way worse so i was able to get through this so the person that initially asked this question i would tell you do what you can and what you can't do it's okay like we are human we are not 
you know, superheroes, we are meant to, to experience bad things because we're human. It, it's what we, unfortunately, we do. And then the bad, like in the bad things too, the best thing you can do is learn to let that shit go. Yes, and I was holding I mean, on to it. You could be angry or whatever, upset or whatever for a certain period of time. And then you just got to go, you know what? I can't live in that area. And that's, I need to move the hell out of that area right. and get, get And going. that's to me where counseling has helped because it's... So, <clears throat> for somebody that has depression or anxiety, just letting it go is not an option. It's it's something right. it really isn't. But he has taught me ways to um, be better at working through that thing, you know, the bad things, so that I can cope. So, like, when Maddie had the outburst and what she did in the spring, like, I was able to journal about it. I wrote letters to her that I never sent her because those are the things that my therapist, like, instead of hanging on to it and wondering, like, just talking myself in circles, because that's what I was doing. I'd be like, she hates me. She hates me. I'm a bad mom. What do I do? Then I would get mad. I can't believe she's treating me like this. And then it would go back to, but I'm a bad mom. And that thought process would go over and over. And he taught me that by getting some of it out on, because I like to write. So pen and paper to me is the how I work through that and stop that cyclical thought process and lets me get out of that. And that's what makes it so I can start healing so that I can let it go at some point. Like I can't tell you right now that I'm not healed or that I am healed from what she did. I'm absolutely not because when I think about it, it makes me want to cry. But I'm coping with it. Yep. And I'm little by little like forgiving her and forgiving me because I felt a lot of it was my fault because I was a bad mom or I didn't give her what I what she needed as a child. You know, all those things I blamed myself for. And little by little, I'm able to kind of let go of some of that. In this moment of seriousness, how do you forgive someone when that's not your religion? Hmm? What? You said earlier, I said something about forgiving. Oh, I was talking about you're... Jesus. Like, people are like... <laughs> Jesus forgiving and all that crap. No, no, not the same. Not even close to the same. No. I was on the. I was thinking the same thing when I said forgive. Oh, not the Jesus. Side oh, I thought you were talking about Jesus. So that, that's that. why I had to be a smart ass. Oh, because they're talking about get forgiven by Jesus or something. No, no, no. no yeah, no, we don't no. care by about... yourself. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel it's important to recognize what I have done. In Maddie's upbringing that wasn't right. Because I didn't know. It was a first time mom. And I was a single mom in a place. I didn't. You said nobody's perfect. Yeah. Um, People. I mean. Yeah. So I did make bad choices. You know. I did make some bad choices. As far as like. Relationships. And all that stuff. And I feel crappy. But I can't fix it. So. What I've done. In my. Like in therapy. And with my own shadow work. Is. I write down the things. That I think that I did. That was bad. And then I write, I try, I try to reframe that. Okay, well, what did I learn from that? How did that help me? And what coping skill or, you know, what growth did that give me? Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking about all the bad. And that is how you can. Yeah. And that's how I get going. Yeah. That's how <laughs> I can move forward. Yep. But it's a complicated thing when, when, cause I, it's, it's something that kind of triggers me sometimes when people are like, just get over it. And it's easy for you because you are very, very, he's like all earth, all earth, all day type energy. Very stable, very level as far as that stuff goes. And you don't, you don't hold on to stuff. You just let it go. I can't because I just can't. It's not how I'm built. Right. Um, I'm all air and water. So I'm basically just living in my head and ball all the time. So <laughs> legit. So it is hard for me because when I think about things that are bad, I think about how that affects everyone else. And then I spiral. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, honestly, if I thought about... If, if I didn't let thing go, things go, mm-hmm. oh, my... It would be terrible. Yeah, because honestly, you've gone through a whole, a whole lot of shit. Yeah, and that's why I've learned to let things go, because mm-hmm. there's no reason to live in that... That space, that space of just crap. And I wish I could do that. And I I know I'm I'm not saying that's what you need to do. Yeah, I wish I did have that. But seriously, do that. (laughs) See, and that to me, that for me, that's what therapy has done for me. Right. I am able to dump it on Bob, 
And then he tells me, and not dump, but I tell him, this is what I'm struggling with and I don't understand why my brain cannot comprehend, wrap around, move forward, whatever it is. And then he gives me ideas. Well, how about doing this? Or have you ever thought that, you know, that this is how it affects people and not how you think it does? So I'm trying to learn to not have preconceived ideas of how my life affects other people because I don't know that. I, I don't know that unless I get in the other person's head, you know? Um, <clears throat> so I am learning that from him. We may go rounds every once in a while, but Bob has been a lifesaver for me. <laughs> um, uh, and we thought the question was long. Yeah, we just gave How you like that the answer? longest motherfucking <laughs> answer we could possibly round up. Well, I think it's important to talk about this it stuff. It is. It is. Totally. Because I've had a, you know... <clears throat> I've had a lot of things happen in my life that I just don't, you know, before the podcast, I would just swallow my depression and pretend everything was fine. And the act of pretending everything is fine oh, yeah, no. is fucking exhausting. It is so exhausting and that just contributes more to the problem. So if anything, I think 2020 has given everybody, and not just people that listen to this podcast, but I've seen it on a wide scale level on social media in general, that mental illness is normal and it's acceptable it is what it is and that there are ways that you can help yourself this year for real like i have not in previous years yes i see it becoming more front and center and acceptable but this year in particular i think i saw more um celebrities come out and say hey i have this or that or people that are on social media that have that are influencers i've seen them come forward and say yeah I go to counseling, I take antidepressants, uh, you know, whatever it is. I mean, honestly, if you're out there running around being like, oh, I don't have any mental things at all, like, <laughs> yeah. you're plumb full of shit. You live in a, like, perfect world. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's not, and that's... <laughs> like, we all have something. And that's something that is impossible. Okay, so we have this thing, okay. <laughs> a perfect world is impossible. It is impossible. And probable doesn't count. So, we have this like fight over the word or silent battle quiet let's, battle let's call it that it's over not the, even that. so improbable <laughs> you cannot <laughs> so things are improbable when they have a chance to happen they're not impossible because that's something that can never happen no matter what but you know the definition of improbable yes nearly impossible no which is almost but it's still possible help help me <laughs> Help me. And it's improbable that I'll ever get you to understand that. <laughs> I'm just smiling. Because <laughs> he'll say something's impossible. Like, no, that's improbable. No, somebody else the other day said something about it I on a show. I saw it on a show, so I'm like, no, that's improbable. And you were like, no, that's impossible. So then it just leaked into every part of our life. So then I got the big... Uh, Danae definition of impossible and improbable. Yes. And that is soaked into my brain, and now I use it against her. Yes, he does. <laughs> Nearly impossible. Uh, let it go. Nearly. But not quite. Um. Which is the definition of improbable. No! <laughs> God! <laughs> okay. Alright, I think we should wrap this shit up before we talk about anything else that's probably not supposed to be talked about. We talked about poop. We talked You about, talked about I poop. I talked about poop. I was just here. You you actively engaged in the poop conversation. Well, I just wanted to say garbanzo beans at least <laughs> thirteen times. I hope I really <laughs> hope that they're a real thing. I do too. Because otherwise uh, I am forty one years old and I've been lied to for that long of right? about beans. Okay. Bullshit. <laughs> so I'm gonna look that up when we get off. Actually, I think I have the can. I just look at them. I don't even look at the name on the can. I just go, okay, those are the garbanzo beans, and I pick them up. Because I put Because them... of kindergarten and shapes and colors. Exactly. <laughs> Because I am a simple person. <laughs> no, I just... Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, guys. I can't believe you haven't eaten these brownies. I was going to eat them yesterday with the ham. Oh. 
<laughs> oh. Was you going to put it between them? No. Like a sandwich? No, I ate the ham, and then I was going to eat the brownies. A brownie ham sandwich? It sounded really good. I'm going to eat those. I'm going to eat one of them. You can't have both of them. I bought them. Okay, we have to stop recording so we can fight over brownies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. See ya. Okay, I want to thank Brad one more time for coming on the podcast and hanging out for over an hour and talking about witchy shit. <laughs> I appreciate that. And thank you for everybody who submitted your questions and interacted with this. I really, really enjoyed this. It was a fun episode. I hope you guys loved it as well. And I want to send every one of you my deepest gratitude for listening to this podcast. I cannot believe I've done a hundred episodes. It's just, to me, that... I can't even wrap my head around it right now. I can't wrap my head around the fact that we are close to 150,000 downloads and the coven, the groups, all of the social media has blown the hell up. And I am so, 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 so very thankful for you, each and every one of you that have listened to this podcast and listened to me babble. (laughs) I appreciate you so very much. I appreciate everyone in our coven. The Patreon group, the WW Coven, is what has helped me and my husband get through 2020. Um, It's helped me pay bills. It pays for the hosting um, of this podcast. I thank you. Um, Without you guys, without the coven, there would be no podcast because I couldn't afford it. (laughs) So thank you for each and every one of you for joining the coven. If you would like to join the coven, you can go to uh, witchywomanpodcast.com, click on join the coven, and then you can pick whatever tier you would like. A dollar gets you into the coven. And we do classes and rituals. We have prayer circle and card pulls. It is so much fun. And I I love that group. It has kept me... um, feeling connected and supported throughout this entire year. So I love each and every one of you so, so very much. And that's all I have. I'm tired. I'm hungry. (laughs) I'm going to go get me. Actually, I'm going to go get that brownie because I don't want him to eat all of it. And I will talk to you guys next week. Uh, That's all I got. So until next time, stay witchy. Bye-bye.